Hey, you're here with Brittany Elliott. I am the creator of Back to You in Five, and I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. Back to You in Five offers simple, effective resources to mothers as they embark on their self-care journey, provides women with encouragement and support as they adjust to their roles as mothers and create the life they see for themselves, and helps mothers manage the overwhelm, frustration, irritability, exhaustion, identity crisis, and resentment that is experienced along the motherhood journey. Back to You in Five is built around five wellness points, social wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, and intellectual wellness. They all work together to keep us balanced in our roles as mothers. Motherhood is easy to get lost in. Through this podcast, I share the challenges I've overcome along my motherhood journey, the challenges I'm working through, and the challenges other women have shared with me. In each episode, I hope you find a healthy mix of inspiration, motivation, and accountability as you continue navigating your motherhood journey. This is what self-care looks like. Let's get into it. So today we are diving into the importance of rest. And rest is such an important part of our overall wellness. It increases concentration and memory. It improves our mood. It reduces stress and leads to a better metabolism. Sleep can increase productivity, boost your immune system, and increase productivity. So overall, better sleep puts us in a better mood. And when we're fully rested, we're able to better control our emotions and behaviors. And you may be hearing this and thinking, I already know that. And I feel like a lot of us do. So why is it that as mothers, we prioritize so many things over our sleep and over our rest? We tend to think sleep is optional or a luxury we simply cannot afford when so much needs to be done. And recently I was sick and all I could do was rest to recover. It was some type of stomach bug that was just ridiculous and unpleasant. So even though I did put around the house a little bit doing, you know, very small tasks, more like, you know, folding blankets, clearing off the table, things like that. Most of what I did was rest in bed. I would go to sleep early and I was just chilling, you know, like I was really not able to do much and it was great. Not the being sick part, of course, but it was great to just be sitting in the moments of rest. And as I was lying there, I asked myself, you know, why don't I do this more often? Specifically, why do I not just schedule more time to do absolutely nothing on the weekends? Um, but I know why I don't do it. It's because the weekdays are filled with work and after work activities. Then on the weekdays, 
I want to spend the time with my family. The time I didn't get to spend with them while I was working. (laughs) Um, But I also tend to add in way more than just spending time with my husband and my daughter. I add on seeing our parents, seeing family, friends, the grocery runs. Um, So by Monday or Sunday, by Sunday, I'm just tired, but I won't let myself rest anymore until I get sick again or until I'm stuck inside because of a storm, which could really be a long shot. Excuse me, because there's always plenty to do around my house. I don't know about yours, but there's always these small little projects that are happening. Things that I always am like, "Mm, I can tweak that a little better or I could reorganize these toys. You know, there's always something that in my mind I'm holding on to when I go to rest where I'm thinking, ugh should I really be resting right now? Honestly, in recording this episode, you know, full disclosure, I was starting to lay down and rest (laughs) to get ready for bed. And then I thought, "Mm, it would really be helpful if I would record this episode now and have one less thing to have on my list tomorrow and hashtag no regrets but this is a habit we've all gotten ourselves into and it all stems from how we perceive rest and sleep and we see it as unproductive at times when it is actually productive and we need to be proactive and plan in our sleep and rest times. And the level to which we have to be proactive is is even more so than what we think. So when I was pregnant, my doctor asked me if I was drinking enough water, to which I answered, yes, I am always drinking water. And she said, if you are waiting until you're thirsty to drink it, you're already behind. I'll say that again. If you are waiting until you are thirsty to drink water, you are already behind on your water intake. And my mind was blown in that moment. So when we apply that to rest and the understanding of what we need, You know, I should have been actively, habitually drinking water to prevent myself from feeling that thirst. And we should do the same thing with our sleep and our rest. Don't wait to rest until you are are beyond tired. Just be proactive about it. And of course, we're we're people, we're humans, and we're going to get tired as the day goes on. But don't push your limits. Understand that you are going to get tired. And if you do need to go beyond, you know, a 10-hour day, 12-hour day, 
just throwing out numbers, then you really need to prioritize being able to rest. Because if you wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. and you just try to push yourself all through the day and all through, you know, all the events that you may have during the day, everything that you have to do at the end of the day, and you're not sitting back down until 10 p.m. and you haven't rested, I mean, you're just going to be running yourself ragged. So here are a few ways um, (laughs) that you can take a proactive approach to rest because you don't want to wait until you're sick. You don't want to wait until you are so annoyed that you feel that you need a nap to manage your emotions. You don't want to wait until you have cramps or a headache or until you can't keep your eyes open anymore. And I will say during those times where you do have cramps and you're cramping, um, it's that time of the month, you need even more rest. I feel that I need even more rest during that time. So if I'm already rest deprived and then I start cramping, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm already just kind of fed up and, and pushing through pushing through my life at that point. Doing a great job, I guess, you know, but I know at the end of the day that that's not what I want to do. I don't feel my best when I'm always pushing myself to overcome exhaustion when I could have easily just rested. So like I said, here are a few ways. You can take a proactive approach to rest. So at work, at work, you can take breaks at different times or milestones throughout the day. So if your schedule doesn't line up with a break every two hours, take a break after a meeting or after completing a task, like a section of a project. Um, For me, there are some days that the way the day flows, I can take a break every two hours. And there's other days where it, it just doesn't work that way. I'm, I'm working on, you know, multiple projects and I'm meeting with different people um, on these projects. And so it just doesn't fall in line perfectly. So be mindful of your daily schedule. Don't book yourself in back-to-back meetings when you can help it. Put a 15-minute buffer in if you can. If you can't avoid it and you're in back-to-back meetings, make sure you develop a good relationship with your boss or with your team to be able to say, I've been, you know, slammed all day, so I'm going to cut out of the office early today. Like, I'm done. I'm done. My mental capacity is drained anyway. So think about that. Try to prioritize calmness and peace during your breaks. So use that time to take a walk in nature or to sit outside or do intentional breathing. Those activities are more preferred over using your break to scroll through social media. At home, you can take a break once you finish your workday. So when you're transitioning to home, once you get to the house from a workday, Take a break. Instead of jumping right into your to-do list, sit down for five to 10 minutes to decompress and let your mind shift from 
one part of your day to the other. If you're cleaning, dusting, vacuuming, doing other household tasks, take a break after each floor or each room. When doing laundry, you can take a break after doing a full cycle. So after you do a wash, dry, fold, and put away of a load, then take a break instead of doing the the what I do, which is a wash, 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 or wash, dry, wash, dry, and then let everything sit in baskets for a while. Um, yeah, you know, we're all on an improvement journey. But at home, that process is just a little bit different depending on how you grew up with breaking up like chores in that way. I know when I was younger, when we would get up on Saturday mornings, we essentially would just clean the house. That's all we would do before we could do anything else. So we would all be cleaning something and none of us were able to leave until the house was clean. My siblings, my parents, all of us were basically trapped in the house. So I knew I didn't want to live my life like that. I hated that. I hated just being stuck in i mean to me like how important is it for your house to be scrubbed spotless before you can go do anything like i'd rather just break it down throughout the week and you know keep my house tidy but no don't come over to my house if you think you're going to be able to just eat off my floors i mean no and they're never it's never gonna be like that i have a five-year-old so there's that Back on topic, uh, schedule rest time as your activity on weekends or after work. So just lie on the couch, listen to music, and just watch your kids hang out and play. One thing that I'm trying to do more with our daughter is to be in her proximity when she's playing, but still encourage her to play independently. And that's one thing that's um a balancing act when you have an only child. Like just only children have more access to their parents. They're, like, Bristol doesn't share me with anyone except for my husband. And that's not even a comparable comparison to the sharing. So, you know, sometimes we just have to say, no, we're not going to do that activity with you for the sake of her understanding that she's going to hear no a lot more often. And other kids are not going to be as phased by it because a lot of the kids, like for example, that she was in pre-K with, they weren't only children. So they were like, cool, whatever, no big deal. Um, So doing that. Avoid using rest as a reward. So sometimes we'll tell ourselves, I'll lie down once all the laundry is done, all of it, or I will lie down once the house is clean, echoing back to what I said about my parents, or I'll lie down after I do all the grocery shopping. But rest is what we need so that we can have the energy to accomplish our to-do list. So it can't be up for trade. We can't continue to justify having a to-do list being more important than, than the rest. Because if you're not rested, you're not going to be able to efficiently move through your to-do list. So 
prioritize it and make it part of your self-care routine. And I'm not talking about resting for hours and hours and hours. Taking five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max makes a huge impact to how you move throughout your day. And many mothers have told me, I don't have time for rest and I don't have time for self-care. The kids have so much going on. I have to get them everywhere and I have to be everywhere. But when I ask how much time they have, nine times out of 10, it's a challenge for them to pin it down, to know exactly how much time you have on a daily basis. So I highly recommend doing a time audit, going through a week and actually tracking your time spent and how you're actually spending it. Because by doing a time audit, I found that there are days when I have two hours left over, you know, that I have two hours left to do things. There are some days where I have, you know, 90 minutes or less. And there are some days that I just have negative hours. Like I'm actually overextended. I am not getting the amount of sleep that I need because there's so much crammed in that day. And that doesn't mean that, for example, on Thursdays, which is when this typically happens, that doesn't mean that I'm wanting to change the way my Thursdays go with my schedule. I mean, Thursdays are busy. Thursdays we had, I had dance class and Bristol had gymnastics. And then it would just be, you know, a long day at work. It's toward the end of the week. And so after we get in from our activities, you know, dinner, showers, bedtime routine, all that. And then you're still trying to stay on time with the bedtime routine. You're just, you're just running out of you. But then I saw that on Wednesdays, I have a little bit more, more space, a little bit more flexibility. So knowing that I have been able to balance things throughout the week. So I have a day when I visit my mom and I have days where I'm devoted to taking on more clients. And I have days specifically where I'm focused on household tasks instead of going through the week and just winging it. You know, what, what can I do today? You know, I know consistently every day I'm going to have to go to work Monday through Friday, unless I've taken off, which usually when I take off, it's to do something else. So that time is always filled with something else, but there's a lot of time left after that for me there's a lot of time left. So understanding that, maximizing that time and understanding that putting rest in there does not mean that I'm not maximizing my time. Rest is important and I need to use my time for that as well. And sometimes that rest time could be you giving yourself an earlier bedtime saying, you know, once a week I go to bed at 8.30 instead of nine, because even if you don't fall asleep right away, getting the whole house in the routine of going to bed earlier, or you just making sure that you go to bed earlier 
gives you more time to rest, lie in bed, decompress. Because I know there are a lot of mothers who are a little bit the opposite of me. Like I wake up early and I do my self-care time in the morning before my day starts. You might be the type of mother who after you put your children to sleep, then you have your self-care time. So depending on where you are with that, you have to understand, okay, if I'm going to stay up for two hours after my kids go to sleep, is that is that cutting into my rest too many days in a row? So maybe some days I only stay up for an hour after the kids. And um, that just kind of came to me right now, which is why it's, 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 it's coming out a little messy. But you're following me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just make sure you're doing, you're making it work for you. You're prioritizing rest in a way that works for you, in a way that works for your lifestyle, in a way that works for your work schedule, your children's needs, etc. So always when I'm giving you these strategies and giving you this advice, At the end of the day, you always have to make it work for you because that's what self-care is. Self-care is about protecting your own well-being and happiness. So with all these tools that I give you, you're the one who knows exactly how it could fall into your life and how it could best be useful. So I always am or I hope that I am, encouraging you to really make it your own and see how you can make it work. And another way that I've done that is I actually created a 24-hour tracker. It's a a week-long tracker uh, that has been really helpful for the mothers I've worked with in workshops and group coaching, etc. So if you want one, just make sure you're signed up to receive my newsletter. And I actually send that out quite frequently because you can do a time audit this quarter. Like, you know, right now our kids are out of school. Most, most of our kids are out of school. So how I'm spending my time now is going to be dramatically different from when the kids go back to school. So it's very important and very useful to do a time audit several times throughout the year, just to make sure you're getting an accurate idea of what's going on in your life with your time. And you can sign up at um, for the newsletter at backtoyouin5.com slash newsletter. And that link will be dropped in the description. And that way you will have a visual representation of where your time commitments are. And you can start making decisions on where you can pull back from things that aren't serving you or how you can get in a quick self-care activity while you're waiting for your kids to finish swim practice, for example. And if you're open to share it with me, um, the result of it, email it over. I'd love to know where you have more time to prioritize yourself. And I'd love to be able to support you on that journey. So thank you so much for listening to my rant about rest. And let me know. Let me know how it all works out for you, shoot me an email and I will talk to y'all very soon. Bye.
To learn more about Back to You in 5, visit backtoyouin5.com or follow at Back to You in 5 on Instagram, where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.